Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lakute Maharan. We're currently in the sixth Torah teaching. We left off with a wondrous happening of Rabbah Barbarchana, and Rabbi Nachman is going to break it down in review of that happening. Rabbah Barbarchana once said that one time they were traveling in the desert and he saw a group of geese that were so fat that their feathers were falling off and rivers of oil were flowing beneath them. So he asked them, Will I have a piece of you in the world to come? One of them lifted a foot towards him and one of them a wing towards him. And then when he came before Rebbe Elazar, he said, In the future, all of the Jewish people's judgment will be on their account. And the Rashbam adds on that, what does that mean on their account? Meaning on the Jewish people, that the sins or the mistakes of the Jewish people will delay the coming of the Mashiach, the, the righteous Redeemer, and will cause harm, undue harm, to the animals. And now Rabbi Nachman is going to break down this story. If you haven't yet learned the previous podcasts in Torah 6, I recommend you do to be able to tie a beautiful bow around all of these different ideas. Here we go. Shahalach. What does it mean that he was traveling? He went out to investigate, to search regarding the character trait, the positive character trait of humility. As we learn in Masachas Erevin, when a person considers himself like a desert, literally to be trampled upon, and then everyone will step on him. This character trait of humility is so important. It's where one is actively saying, the honor here does not belong to me, it belongs to Hashem. It's a super recognition that everything that I have in this world, it's not because I am so great, it's because Hashem sends me blessing. So if I were to get embarrassed by someone else, or if I were to get upset by someone else, instead of jumping or lashing out or saying, no, I want the honor, or how dare you say that about me, just to stop and say, whatever is happening to me right now, it's all because Hashem sent it. Maybe this person's being a big jerk, and I am not going to get upset. My gaiva, my misplaced ego, is what's getting bruised, and that really is not me. That's just this external shell, really stemming, as we learned earlier, from the sitra achra, from the other side. That side of negativity that we work so hard to minimize. So when Rabbi Barachana said he's traveling through the desert, he's saying he's exploring this midah, this character trait of Humility. You can picture the desert doesn't have a lot of stuff. It has sand and cactus. It's not filled with flashing lights and excitement. Continuing in our Lakut Moran, and he saw the sages. This concept of geese, the geese that he saw, actually are the chachamim, the sages of our people. What's the proof? Brings Rabbi Nachman. As our rabbis of blessed memory say, as it says in Masechus Brachos, anyone who sees a goose in his dream can anticipate wisdom. So that wisdom, that chachma, is related to the chachamim, the sages. That their feathers fell off. Perish Rashi, notesos, these are feathers. This part of our story of the feathers falling off Says Rabbi Nachman, is the same concept, is referring to argument and insult or desecration. Kamosha Amru, like it says in the Pasik, he inatsu anashim, that when people get in a fight, what's this talking about? Hainu, namely, she'ein mashgichin al machleikes ibizyainas, shimivazanaisan. The fact that the feathers of the geese fell off, and the geese we just learned are the chachamim, 
and these feathers are about controversy and insult. So what this is saying is that the Chachamim pay no attention to these Machlokes or Bizyonis, this embarrassment towards them. They just totally let it fall off. This imagery is so powerful. You can imagine just a goose walking around kind of letting its feathers fall off. And as you can picture, geese don't have emotion in the same way that a human does. They just kind of go about their business. Something happens. Maybe they'll get upset and quack a little bit. But that's the end of it. If something happens to a Talmud Chacham, he just lets it go. Just let the feathers fall. The Chachamim can hear themselves, the sages hear themselves being made fun of and being embarrassed in a real way, and they don't even so much as answer. And because of this silence, they're called sages. Why? How does that work? He brings a line from Pirkei Avos, Shtika, meaning that silence can serve as a gate around one's wisdom. So when a person is able to hear themselves being embarrassed and not respond and scream and yell, but rather just let the feathers fall, that's called being a chacham. That's called being wise. And that wisdom creates a fence around your own personal Torah learning. Because silence, this is that concept of the crown. How does that work? Because through silence, you can merit tshuva. Hibachinas keser, which is this concept of keser, kanal like we saw above. Zebachinas siyag l'chachma ushtika. And the next step down the chain is the connection between wisdom, the fence of wisdom, and silence. Siyag daika, specifically a fence. Zebachinas keser, this is connected to the crown. Shehubachinas siyag v'gader saviv saviv. Because this is something that surrounds and fences. It's, it's circular, it's cyclical, like a crown. You can picture the imagery. This is all connected. The crown, which is cyclical, and it's also elevated. The crown is something that's elevated, that shows stature. When a person is able to not respond to particular specific embarrassment, that shows an elevated person. An elevated person is something antiquated with a king. Royalty, the crown, just like a crown is cyclical, so too is a fence that surrounds a person, and most notably for our case, their Torah learning. This is the term shamitan. As, it, as the Pasuk says, that every creditor or loaner will shamot, will remit any debt that's owed to him. Namely, that a person should not demand satisfaction for one's humiliation. This Pasuk has to do with the Shemitah year, when loans are halachically let go. So on one level, this has to do with just letting go and looking past anything that happened either right now or previously, just letting it go. Totally letting it go. So too, if a person comes at you with any embarrassing line or says something that cuts to the core, just make like the Shemitah year and leave it alone, pun intended. The next step of letting it go is that when you let things go, so too Hashem will let your mistakes and any previous indiscretions go as well. What does it mean when it said that the geese were fat? which is similar to, you grew fat and disgusting. Kaloimar, machma she'oich zin atzma b'vichinas shamanta avisa, 
Namely, that is to say, that because of the humility that the Chachamim have, they would consider themselves to be in this state of growing fat and disgusting. That doesn't sound right. Let's try to continue and figure out exactly what does that mean. Hainu, namely, They're able to hear rebuke, to hear insults, and not respond. Meaning, in order to make tshuva for their mistakes, their sins in the past, corresponding to this particular Pasuk. The full Pasuk is that the Jewish people grew fat and rebelled against God. That rebellion is that gross, disgusting side. So it's not to say, chas v'shalom, that the Chachamim are overweight and disgusting, but rather that they would view themselves on a certain level as having ever so slightly on their level rebelled and veered off the proper path, the derech hayashar, exactly what it is that they're supposed to be doing. And when they recognize themselves as maybe I messed up and I'm in that category of other, then I'm able to really make tshuva. This corresponds to the Pasuk in Yeshaya that says to make the heart of his people fat, stops up its ears and seal its eyes lest it see, because repentance must include these three conditions. That the rivers of oil were flowing from beneath them, that we saw from the story above. What exactly does that mean? That namely that means, through silence, you merit this godly honor, which is called oil. Like the verse says in Tehillim, that you should love righteousness and hate wickedness, and therefore Hashem has anointed you. Anointing refers to the oil that is placed on one's head. And this is the concept of glory of the king. Now there are two ways that the commentaries of Lukut Imran read this. One is that when you partake in this situation, you bring more glory to Hashem himself. The other, and they are not mutually, mutually exclusive, is that when you partake in this chain of events, starting with silence after hearing any sort of rebuke, is that you yourself receive that godly kavod and you become an elevated person, attaching onto that malchus, that royalty. With that ability in mind, Wishing everyone a beautiful day filled with our recognition of our royal potential.